Time now for the news, presented by Boyd Furniture and Mattress Center in Wayne City, where you get everyday low prices on Serta, Ashley, Catnapper, and Benchcraft Furniture. The weather continues to play a story in what is going on. I'm Dustin Fuller reporting on WFIW. Dense fog will continue throughout mid-morning today. A dense fog advisory is in effect until noon today. There may be a possibility of a dense fog advisory being issued later tonight for tomorrow morning. Keep to WFINW Radio for the latest in weather information. With all the wet weather, we now turn our attention from the bitterly cold temps to all of a sudden the opportunity of flooding and flash flooding. Rain will be spreading across the region midday today and persisting through the afternoon and evening. And another risk of rainfall will take place beginning Saturday morning and continuing through Saturday evening. A flood warning has now been issued for the Little Wabash River below Clay City that affects the Clay and Richland County areas. Keep tuned to WFIW Radio for the latest in information. At the report of this information from the National Weather Service, the stage of the river was at 18.8 feet, maximum flood stage in that area is 18 feet minor flooding currently forecast as the river is expected to rise to a crest of 19.6 feet tomorrow morning several sentences were handed down in wayne county court on tuesday 19 year old julia l cox Valdoredo pled guilty to unlawful possession of cannabis that's a class b misdemeanor cox was re- required to pay 1461 dollars in court costs 49-year-old Philip A. Newman of Taylorville was sentenced on a count of obstructing justice. Newman was sentenced to a year of time in the Illinois Department of Corrections with credit for 245 days of time served. Newman is serving a sentence out of White County that was handed down a year ago for violating the sex offender registry. The sentence for White County was for three years with credit for 29 days time served. Following that sentence, Newman will serve six months of mandatory supervised release and will be paying court costs of $680 in Wayne County. 56-year-old Christopher W. Hedden of Sims was sentenced in court on Tuesday for unlawful possession of methamphetamine. The incident dated back to February of 2023. Hedden will serve 18 months of probation and will be required to pay court costs of $3,990. A Fairfield man will spend the next three years in the IDOC and will have six months of mandatory supervised release following his sentence in Wayne County Court. Judge Denton Odd sentenced 39-year-old James A. Chambers in Fairfield on the count of unlawful residence of a child sex offender. The offense took place back in July of last year. As part of a plea agreement, a charge of unlawful possession of methamphetamine that dated back to October of last year was dismissed. A Becknell, Indiana woman was sentenced in Wayne County, Illinois court Tuesday on a single count of unlawful possession of methamphetamine. 51-year-old Melissa Aubrey was sentenced to 18 months of probation and will have to pay $4,865 in court costs. The incident took place in August of 2023. If you're on Jasper Waterworks in the Mount Erie area, a boil order continues for you until further notice. Jasper Waterworks officials announced that boil order on Monday as officials were repairing a water leak in the Mount Erie area. Because of the anticipated inclement weather earlier this week, Fairfield Community High School and the ISAC will be presenting tonight 
the 2024-2025 FAFSA Workshop Night. Senior students and parents are invited to join FCHS officials in the third floor computer lab beginning at 6 p.m. to get help completing the 2024-2025 FAFSA. You must have created your FAFSA or FSA ID prior to attending the workshop. Your FAFSA account, username and password combination, or your FSA ID gives you access to certain information online and allows you to sign your FAFSA form and promissory notes electronically. You will also need your social security numbers, both parents and students, as well as your parents' 2022 tax information. WFIW News continues in a moment. For the Illinois Radio Network, I'm Andrew Hensel. A new study places Illinois near the bottom for the best states to retire in. Kevin Bessler reports. A report by the personal finance website WalletHub used 46 metrics to determine their ranking, including cost of living, life expectancy, and crime rate. Researcher Cassandra Happy says what hurt Illinois' ranking was the taxpayer category. Illinois came in uh, at the bottom of the list on that particular study, mainly because the difference between the tax rate and the U.S. average is almost 40% more, so the taxes seem to be a lot higher in Illinois. Illinois also scored poorly in the healthcare facilities per capita category, ranking 48th in the country. According to WalletHub, the top three states to retire in are Florida, Colorado, and Virginia. The Illinois Veterans Home at LaSalle has experienced an increase in COVID-19 cases among its veterans and staff. There are 13 residents and 12 staff who have tested positive and all are presenting mild symptoms. Officials said no one has been hospitalized. The facility continues to follow all infection prevention policies, including encouraging residents to stay in their rooms to minimize movement, social distancing, masking in direct care areas, and intensified cleaning and disinfection protocols. Two Macon County homeowners are being credited with helping police arrest a pair of men who tried to flee from officers in a stolen car. The Macon County Sheriff's Office reports that after crashing the car, the suspects tried to find refuge at a nearby home. The homeowner met them armed with a gun, and one of the men was taken into custody. The other suspect fled to another home, but that homeowner also had a gun and held the man at gunpoint until police arrived. Just days after jury found a man not guilty of robbing a bank because of a polite note, investigators said he struck again. Mohammed Worku was acquitted of robbery last week because prosecutors said he didn't threaten anyone. Police said on Monday, Worku walked into a Lincoln Park bank and handed a note to the teller that said, please give me the money, I'll pay it back soon. The employee handed over more than $2,000. This time around, in addition to bank robbery, prosecutors have charged Worku with bank theft. This is IRN. Local and area obituaries on WFIW presented by Nails Funeral Home. Locally owned and operated with locations in Fairfield and Albion. Nails Funeral Home providing professionalism and care in your family's time of need. 64-year-old Connie Sue Berry of Oakland, Illinois, passed away on January 22nd at her home. She was born November 3rd of 1959 in Oblong to Fred Cheney and Wanda Lee Bruner. Survivors include her three children, Michael and wife Angie Huff of Oakland, Melissa Huff, Crutchfield of Salem, and Michelle and husband Philip Huff, Friesland of Salem. Former husband and father of her three children, Alan Huff of Clay City, Seven grandchildren, Natalie and husband Michael Huff White, Brianna Huff, Austin Harrington, Sean Crutchfield, Nicole, and Bradley Friesland Lyons, Haley Friesland, and Jonathan Friesland. Six great-grandchildren, Leighton White, Lane White, 
Zayden Crunchfield, Kyan Lyons, Kylan Lyons, and Stella Lyons, and her siblings, Larry Kibler, and significant other Sarah Drake of Paris, Patrick Kibler of Paris, Pearl Kibler, and significant other Danny Harrington of Oakland, Brenda Kibler, and significant other Chuck Honig of Kevesport, and Johnny Murphy of Indiana. She was preceded in death by her parents, her stepfather, Larry Kibler, and brother, Ricky Kibler. A funeral ceremony will be at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, January 31st at Frankie Bright Funeral Home in Florida. Interment will follow in Old Union Cemetery. A visitation will be from 11 a.m. until service time on Wednesday, January 31st at Frankie Bright Funeral Home in Florida. 73-year-old Trevor M. Barnett of Wayne City passed away at 5.50 p.m. on Tuesday, January 23rd at Fairfield Memorial Hospital. She was born December 9th of 1950 in McLeansboro to Valores and Juanita Irvin Myers. On December 3rd of 1971, she married Charles Ray Chuck Barnett. Survivors include her husband Chuck Barnett of Wayne City, a son Alan and wife Amy Barnett of McLeansboro, a couple of daughters Selena and husband Chad Harrell of Crossville, and Chandra and husband Robbie Drew of Blueford. Five grandchildren include Austin Barnett, Ashton, and significant other Austin Dillman, Sarah Harrell, Charlie Barnett, and Rayleigh Barnett, a great-grandson Griffin Dillman, along with her niece and nephews. She was preceded in death by her parents, two brothers Eddie Myers and Gary Lynn Myers. Body has been cremated for Treva, and no formal services will be held. Johnson Avon Funeral Home of Fairfield is assisting the family with arrangements. 97-year-old Betty Lou Hodge of Fairfield passed away on Tuesday, January 23rd, at a Perion Care in Fairfield, she was 97. She was born in Fairfield on April 18th, 1926, to Morris E. and Pauline Wolf Holmes. Betty survived by her son Mark and wife Martha Hodge of Fairfield, daughters Gayla Lee of Fairfield and Cheryl, and husband Mike Harmon of Mount Joliet, Tennessee. Eight grandchildren. 21 great-grandchildren, one great-great-grandchild, sister Patty and husband Jim Pollard of Fairfield, plus several nieces and nephews also survive. She was preceded in death by her parents, her husband John Hodge, infant daughter Carol Ann, brother Morris Holmes, and sisters Norma Jean McConnell and Carolyn Files. Funeral services for 97-year-old Betty Lou Hodge will be at 1 p.m. Friday at Johnson & Vaughn Funeral Home in Fairfield with burial in Maple Hill Cemetery. Visitation is from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Johnson & Vaughn Funeral Home of Fairfield assisting the family with arrangements. 71-year-old Ronald Albert Ron Dean of Dale passed away on Tuesday, January 23rd at SSM Health Good Samaritan Hospital in Mount Vernon. He was born... January 6th of 1953 in El Dorado to Hugh and Alice Davis Dean. 
On August 15th of 1977, he married Lois Richardson Dean, who preceded him in death on September 24th of 2018. Ron is survived by a daughter, Darla. Also survived by two sons, Dean Robertson and wife Katrina of McLeansboro, and Matthew Dean and wife Amy of McLeansboro, seven grandchildren, Cassandra Hampton and husband Matthew, Nicholas Bassetti, Alex Bassetti, Dason Robertson, Ellie, uh, Ellie Dean, Haley Dean, and Hank Dean, three great-grandchildren, including Isla Hampton, Octavia Hampton, and Ezekiel Hampton, a sister, Lisa Young, and husband, Chris, of Walpole, Illinois, a sister-in-law, Connie Dean of Walpole, and several nieces, nephews, and cousins also survive. He was preceded in death by his parents, Hugh and Alice Dean, his wife, Lois Dean, and a brother, Roger Dean. Funeral services for Ronald Albert Ron Dean will be at 1 p.m. Friday at New Life Assembly Church of God in McLeansboro. Visitation will be from 11 a.m. until service time at the church. Interment will follow at Hebron Cemetery in Walpole. Golston Funeral Home of McLeansboro assisting the family with arrangements. 91-year-old Dorla Jean Ferris Swallows of Blairsville passed away on Monday, January 22nd at her home. She was born April 10th of 1932 to William Ferris and Lula May Vaughn Ferris in Blairsville. On June 13th of 1953, she married George Swallows, who survives. Jean is survived by her husband, George of Blairsville, a daughter, Deborah Jean Lohman, and husband, Ray of Blairsville, a grandson, Jason Lohman of Weston, Wisconsin, and his children, Sidney Jean Lohman and Addison K. Lohman, a grandson, Brian Lohman, and his wife, Heather of Hoodville, and their daughter, Isabella Mayo Jean Lohman, a daughter-in-law, Cindy Swallows of Franklin, Tennessee, and her children, including Melanie Renee Tratter and husband Glenn and their children, Abigail Ruby Tratner and Leela Rose Tratner, all of Franklin, Tennessee, as well as Joshua Michael Swallows and his wife Stephanie of Franklin, Tennessee, and their children, including Caleb Daniel Swallows and Farron Ann Swallows, a daughter, Velda Renee Ridosh and husband Mickey of Simi Valley, California, a daughter, Ritha Fern Singer, and husband Joseph of Fayetteville, North Carolina, a grandson, Logan Ryan Singer, and wife Stormy of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and their children, Jonah Remy Singer, Noah Wade Singer, and Luke Warren Singer, a granddaughter, Taylor Nicole Singer of New York, a great-granddaughter, Morgan Ashley Singer of Fayetteville, North Carolina, two brothers, D. Ferris of Peoria and Lonnie Ferris and wife Clara of Blairsville, three sisters, Nelma Lee Allen of Blairsville, Gracie Spaulding of McLeansboro, and Kay Lowry of Benton, plus several nieces, nephews, and cousins survive. She was preceded in death by her parents, William and Lula May Ferris, a son, Larry Farron Swallows, 
and a brother, Ronald Dean Ferris. Funeral services for Doris Jean Ferris Swallows will be held at 1 p.m. on Sunday at the Colson Funeral Home in McLeansboro. Visitation will be from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. on Saturday at Golson Funeral Home with internment to follow at Hopewell Cemetery in McLeansboro. 79-year-old Larry M. Pillman of Xenia passed away on Friday, January 19th at Deaconess Gateway Hospital in Newburgh. A visitation will be held from 11 a.m. until noon on Saturday at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora with a military funeral honor service at 11 a.m. Frankie Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. 83-year-old Ruth A. Cooper of Flora passed away on Saturday, January 20th at Flora Gardens Care Center. A graveside service will be held at a later date. Frankie Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. 78-year-old Dennis K. Vale of Fairfield passed away on Friday, January 19th at his residence. A memorial service will be at 11 a.m. on Saturday at the Fairfield First Christian Church with burial at Shrewsbury Cemetery in Mill Shoals. Visitation on Saturday will take place from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Nails Funeral Home of Fairfield is assisting the family with arrangements. 80-year-old Ivan M. Bud Bassett of formerly of Clay City, of Flora, passed away on January 19th at Flora Rehabilitation and Healthcare Center. A memorial service will begin at 1 this afternoon at Frank and Brian Funeral Home in Flora. A tournament will follow in Floral Gardens a Memory Cemetery. The station will take place from noon until service time today at the Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. 56-year-old Calvin Lee Clark of Patoka Formerly of Flora, passed away Saturday, January 20th at Barnes-Jewish Hospital in St. Louis. A celebration of life gathering will take place from 3 until 5 Saturday at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. That is for 56-year-old Calvin Lee Clark of Patoka. Full obituaries including survivors at WFIWradio.com. 104.9 WFIW has teamed up with Bob's Pizza of Albion to bring back the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club. Weekday mornings around 6.40, we will announce birthdays and anniversaries on the air and we'll draw for a winner daily plus a weekly prize on Fridays. Enter the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club online at WFIWradio.com or send a card in the mail to P.O. Box 310, Fairfield, Illinois 62837. Order Bob's Pizza online at Bob'sPizza.net. TOC Direct Media is looking for the 2024 Farm Family of the Year, presented by Davies Community Hospital. The family farm is not a job, but a way of life. They live where they work, and they work where they live. TOC Direct Media is looking to honor one deserving farm family in our area, and we need your help. Nominate a farm family today, and tell us why they deserve to be named the TOC Farm Family of the Year, presented by Davies Community Hospital. Go to our website to nominate a farm family today. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you want and what you need. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. It takes a special type of person to inform and entertain, and that's what we do at TOC Direct Media. Inform and entertain. If you think you have what it takes, consider us for your next move. 
Log on to OriginalCompany.com and give us the reasons we should consider you for one of our openings. It might be just a side hustle for you. Log on to TheOriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. Part-time, full-time, or side hustle. Want to make a comment or suggestion about this Original Company radio station? Go online to OriginalCompany.com. For comments and suggestions, go online to OriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. This is Heidi Hodges bringing you the Daily Financial Market Report on behalf of financial advisor Andrew Diesel and Edward Jones. Wednesday, U.S. equities closed mixed. The Dow closed down 99 points at 37,807. The NASDAQ was up 56 points at 15,482. The S&P 500 was up 4 points at 4,869. And in the bond market, 10-year Treasury yields are trading at 4.18%. In stocks of local interest, Chevron closed up $2.83 to $144.92. Walmart was down $2.30 to $160.50. Duke Energy was down $1.07 to $94.54. Apple was down $0.64 to $194.54. John Deere was up $0.95 to $388.41. ConocoPhillips was up $1.68 to $109.67. Boeing was up $2.63 to $214.13. And ExxonMobil closed up $1.69 to $99.60. In commodity markets, the price of crude oil was up 98 cents to $75.35, and the spot price of gold was down $12.90 to $2,012.90. This has been today's Financial Market Report, brought to you on behalf of Edward Jones, member SIPC, and financial advisor Andrew Diesel, serving individual investors with personalized attention and financial advice, from his office in Fairfield. If you would like additional information, you can contact us at 842-4212. Daily commentary is also located on our website at edwardjones.com. I'm Dustin Fuller with this check of sports on WFIW and WOKZ. Fairfield Lady Mules slipped to 10-16 overall, 4-3 in the Black Diamond Conference as they fell to Carmine White County, 39-34th Mule Barn. The game... Saw Fairfield lead 8-6 after one, but Carmichael White County outscored the Lady Mules by 11 in the second quarter, including a 9-0 run in the first half. Lady Mules tried a comeback in the fourth quarter, but the comeback fell just short. Lily Simpson led the Lady Mules in scoring with 12 points, while Riley Edwards chipped in 8. JV action saw Fairfield defeat Carmichael White County 46-29. Mabry Foster had 17 in the loss for the Lady Mules. Lady Mules back in action tonight on the road at Flora. Our pregame coverage starts at 7.20. Tip-off set for 7.30 on 104.9 FM, WFIW and WFIWradio.com. A Fairfield Mule football player has signed his national letter of intent to continue his football career at Illinois College. Running back Jay Snyder made that commitment yesterday. 
in the lobby of the Mule Barn. Last season, Illinois College went 9-2 overall. And they are a member of the NCAA D3 and the Midwest Conference. Taking a look at boys basketball action from around the area on Wednesday evening in the Little Illini Conference Tournament. Mount Carmel knocked off Paris 59-49. Robinson defeated Marshall 54-42. In National Trail Conference action for the National Trail Conference Tournament. It was Effingham St. Anthony over CHBC 76-32. While St. Elmo Brownstown defeated North Clay Clay City 73-62. In non-conference action, Lebanon defeated Sandoval 72-64. In other girls basketball action from last night, Benton knocked off Chester 59-35. Time now for a look at... State and regional sports from the Illinois Radio Network. And with that, Jack of Sports, here is Jason Gotch. Illinois Radio Network Sports, I'm Jason Gotch. College hoops last night, a thriller in Evanston. Northwestern upset number 10, Illinois, 96-91 in overtime. Marcus Domask missed a shot in the closing seconds that would have won it for the Illini as the Wildcats went on to win in the OT. Hoobooey led Northwestern with 29 points. Here's Cats coach Chris Collins on his team's big W after losing by 30 points in Champaign earlier this month. Like a heavyweight title fight. I mean, that was a heck of a game. Uh, two teams, I think two really good teams. Um, every time one team threw a punch, felt like the other team responded. Um, got a lot of respect for Illinois' team. I think they're really good. You know, they... Provide it. They're unique with their matchups, as you guys know, and the way they're playing. I thought we did a much better job in this game. And Marcus Domask and Coleman Hawkins each scored 22 points for Illinois. Here's Illini coach Brad Underwood on the defeat. Really good college basketball game. I uh, give Northwestern a lot of credit. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, there's a substantial differential in their percentages at home and on the road. And, uh, you know, shooting the basketball and, and, you know, there's a reason they've beaten who they've beaten at home. Um, they're very good. And both Northwestern and Illinois now have 14 and 6 overall records and both teams are 5 and 3 in Big Ten play. Elsewhere yesterday, Bradley tops Murray State 71-63. St. Louis U hammered by Davidson 84-61. And Southern Illinois be visiting Valpo 75-69. NBA, the Bulls back in action tonight. They play at the Lakers. NFL, big news. Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to become the new head coach of the Chargers. Hockey wins on back-to-back nights for the Blues. They topped the Canucks 4-3 in overtime in Vancouver yesterday. Captain Braden Shen scores the game winner in OT. The Blackhawks fell 6-2 at the Seattle Kraken. The Hawks have lost 18 straight road games. This is Iran.